Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Welcome to the Triple Option. Here's your host, Paul Catalina. Alongside Garrett Ross, who's also producing today, I'm Paul Catalina, and this is the Triple Option. Um, Garrett, uh, this is the second-to-last Triple Option before our, uh, our holiday break. Uh, I am leaving on Thursday to go to Nashville. Uh, which Christmas is a very big deal and it's very hectic around my wife's family's house. Um, you, you are, uh, <laughs> when you get to holidays, you like, you kind of have just like a pod, right? It's not like a big deal or do you guys have to? So, okay. So l- this is a little advice for you as okay. you're, as you're early on in your marriage. What we did was early on, we tried to appease everybody, yeah. right? Like you're, you're constantly, um, for us, everybody was typically within a 45-minute driving radius mm-hmm. from where we were located at the time living in Oglesby. But what you ran into were, okay, you had certain times you're supposed to be in Gatesville at a certain time, and then you got to get over here to Waco, and it was just a conflicted mess. And ultimately, after a few years of doing that, we finally realized, okay, we're going to stop trying to cater to everybody. It's all about our sanity and our peace. And as the years have progressed, we've kind of tinkered things down. And I'll go as needed. Um but, like, as far as, like, having to make all the appearances and be there, like, dude, I've, I've passed all that. Yeah. It, um, well, look, so we're going to do Christmas with my mom after we right. get back. So um, we had dinner with her the other night, um, and I'll, I'll, I'll probably stop by there before we go and, and see her. Uh, but then we'll, we'll go and we'll be gone for a few days. And, um, but we'll be, and I love going up there. It's great. We have a blast at Christmas time, but the day after Christmas, her sister and her four kids will arrive Mm -hmm. and the house gets very full and they're chill. Like there's, it's not, um, it's not like a bunch of little kids. There's only one really little kid and then so it's like teenagers at yeah the well one of them is about to be a sophomore in college okay you know okay. um yeah. bella and then jack is in high school and he's obsessed with baseball liam is a quiet kid he keeps to himself micah uh is just my best buddy in the world and she's she's five so um so yeah we have fun it's great um but yeah you get ready for that like holiday push of like here, 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 here. Yeah. Plus, Amanda's back home, seeing her friends a lot, which is great. I love it. Um, but you do have to, like, brace for impact of, like, how hectic it's going to be while you get, like, mix in your relaxation time. Well, then, like, you got the extra wrinkle, and, and you really dealt with this last year, right? Because you're having to get on airplanes. You're battling mm-hmm. the, the oh. nightmare that hey. is the airport at so, Christmas. Um, I don't know if you heard, uh, yesterday, <clears throat> Southwest, who I'm flying again, this uh-huh. year. Yeah. Um, I've flown them two or three times since then. But at Christmas, I was part of the big Southwest nightmare. Nightmare. Uh, they got fined $140 million by the Department of Transportation, which is the 
the highest fee times 30 that they've ever given out to anybody in the history of that. So I saw that, and even though I'm still a pretty loyal Southwest customer, I was like, yep, you and I flew Southwest yep. together to, to Phoenix. Look, they, they've, they, I, I'm not trying to dog them. They've fixed a lot of things, but I will dog them for last year because that was just a nightmare. Uh, and But I was lucky because we had to do the Frozen Hellscape Bowl yes. in – Fort Worth. You didn't have to go. No, you I were stayed here. here and you were here. You produced from here. Yes. So, like, yes. you did your job from here um, because we said, like, listen, there's not any reason for any more people than necessary to have to go yeah. up to this 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 thing because it's going to be bad. So, um, Amanda was already in Nashville, and you know, I had an early flight, and I was in the shower at the hotel, and. I stayed in a hotel that she and I had stayed in uh, before. Like, it's more of a, it was kind of a pricier hotel, but I had a free night and I used it then. I was like, okay, here, I'm going to use this free night here. Uh, Or, uh, I mean, nothing's free, free, but like free ish as hotels go, you know. But I used this, you know, vow, you know, this night I had. And so the reason I like it is they have this shower. That is the only shower I've been in that's better than the one at my house where I have two shower heads. It's got like four shower heads. Oh, wow. It's unbelievable. So, like, the getting up in the morning, I took a shower before I went to sleep, and I took a shower when I got up. Got to take advantage of that. Well, mostly I took a shower when I went to sleep, before I went to sleep, because my body temperature was still like four degrees. Uh, like, crank I, was, I was literally a white walker after that. <laughs> <laughs> after that game. And so I, I went and got in a hot shower. And then so in the morning, I go in the shower. I check my flight's all good. Mm-hmm. While I'm in the shower, I've got 35 calls from Amanda. Oh, your flight's no. been canceled. Your flight's been canceled. Your flight's been canceled. I was like, well, I mean, it's not that. It's just cold. There's no ice. Like, I don't know what's going on. So she had already found me a flight on a different airline. Um, and it was first class, but it was only – like $400 for a first-class ticket, yeah. which, is, which is not bad at all. So uh, I got on that flight, and then we booked our return flight while I was at the airport on the same airline, knowing that this was not going, like, because I'm like, hey, I'm here at the airport, and there are a lot of people like me who are, like, rushing in from yeah. Love Field. I was at DFW, and so I lived that whole nightmare. I lived it. I lived it, uh, and I, I was one of the lucky ones who made it out. The worst thing, honestly, that happened to me was two things happened when I landed in Nashville. One, there were so many grounded Southwest flights that they didn't have enough gates for everybody to go to yeah. because those planes weren't leaving. So you're talking about probably in Nashville, 20 planes just sitting there waiting to leave, right? And so then it was um, – you ever go to the club like back in the day and it's packed and they're one in, one out? Yes, yes. That was what it was like. It was one in, one out. So my father-in-law is waiting in the parking lot. And I, like, I sent the little, you know, um, I was in first class, so I got free Wi-Fi. Uh, so the I, sent, the plus. I sent the text um, and, they, uh, and I was like, hey, well, we're about to land. You know, and I was like, I'm, you know, they're saying we're landing now. So I'm sitting on the plane. Then we we're on the runway for two hours waiting nope. to get in. And I was like, this is unbelievable. Uh, so uh, they took our bags. Like, our bags were waiting. Like, um, essentially, like, we got there, and then our bags were waiting for them to just say, hey, they're off the plane already. Uh, so they took our bags before then because nobody was moving. So they just sent the luggage cars, like, down to, like, hey, let's get at least this part. So they handled it well. But, yeah, I, I hope I don't have to go through that again because that was not my favorite day ever. So... Um, I, uh, I, uh, <laughs> I absolutely, uh, do not want that to happen again, but I'm looking at the weather. There doesn't appear to Looks be good. any ice apocalypse this year, you know? So yeah, I, uh, that was, that was just something else. I was texting you guys through it too. And it was, I remember just like, if I don't get to Nashville, I, I like, was more, it is going to be a thing. I don't know if I was more worried about you getting to Nashville, or I think Jack was trying to get to New York at the same time. Wisconsin, trying to Wisconsin. go to Wisconsin. And I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be a nightmare for both. And you just kept seeing like that because Jack was flying hey, to Chicago. If it's frozen in Nashville, yes. what is it in Wisconsin? Yes. You know? <laughs> yeah. So Jack, um, Jack's bigger problem, I think, was on the way back. Yeah, he, like, he got caught up in that. He got caught up in that on the way back, and it took him – he was like two days later getting yeah. back, but yeah, it was, yeah, that was, he made it there, 
Um, I can't remember what he did, but he made it there. We left on the same day, you know. So, but yeah, I, I got up and then the best part, here's the thing. And like Amanda did not appreciate this at all because, but it helped me relax because I knew I was going to get to leave. Yeah. But like once I like got out of the shower and like got ready, well, my new flight, like the first flight was at 6 a.m. or whatever it was. Right. Like it was really early. Uh, or 7 a.m. Well, the next flight wasn't until noon, so I was like, well, I'm just going to go back to bed. Yeah, you got some time to work with now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I've got this fancy hotel room here. I'm going to take, <laughs> take, take another full, shower. I'm going to take a full advantage of it. I'm going to call <laughs> housekeeping in to get them to give me more of the soap that I like so I can put it in my bag. <laughs> 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 so, and I, look, as a person who we, – we travel a little bit for this job, and I, you know, mm-hmm. I, you know, I travel during the summer. I am – like, if I'm in a hotel and they have something that I do like that's not just – Oh, you're taking it. I'm taking Got it. Got to. Like, sometimes I don't because I'm like, this is terrible. I don't even feel clean after I use this in the shower. Right. But, uh, yeah, I'm taking it. Like, if they've got some kind of fancy, like, botanical whatever, like, psh, that's free. Yeah. That's free fancy soap. That's not, that's not my pert plus <laughs> that I'm rolling with. Uh, all right, Garrett. So we are uh, now over two weeks into the transfer portal. The yep. dead period's about to start. Most of these are really going to happen in January. Correct. You know, but um, there have been some interesting developments, particularly – in the quarterback market. Um, first of all, um, we're going to talk about KJ Jefferson and Will Howard throughout the show, but um, the very, the most interesting thing I think that will happen in the transfer portal is the Dante Moore thing. Because here's a guy who I think clearly wanted to go to Oregon anyway. Oh, he absolutely did. And then for whatever reason, and I'm guessing that was money, I think it has to be. he went to UCLA. And played for Chip Kelly for a year, which he, I guess, didn't like. And so, um, he, after a year, and he played a little bit, 11 touchdowns, 9 interceptions, 1,000 yards passing. It was nothing, it was very true freshman-like year. Yeah. Where you saw some great things, you saw some things, you're like, well, you're a true freshman. But he's still um, a guy who was a very highly thought of, of quarterback coming out. And has decided to do something that I did not think was possible in this era of college football in that he's going to Oregon where he really wanted to be in the first place Mm -hmm. because he was almost committed to them last year. And I think he was committed to them for quite a while. He was their guy, and that's what ultimately – because when when UCLA threw the money at it – well, quote, unquote. Whatever happened. Yeah. yeah, That's what led to Novosad going out there because they lost their guy and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And so – it's now kicked off a chain of events here. Well, Dylan Gabriel's at Oregon. He's going to be their starter. Yes. Dante Moore is not. Dante Moore and his family have already said, like, look, he's very comfortable going there, uh, being the backup for a year, learning and developing, and then coming out and playing for Oregon, which blew my mind that my- that is even a thing that happens in today's college football. My, thing, my, my only problem with that statement would be, and I know it's going to go back to the money, essentially, that he got from UCLA is, if you're wanting to sit and develop and you were wanting to go to Oregon in the first place, then why wouldn't you have just gone there, sat behind Bo Nix, learned the Will Stein system in the first year while it's being implemented, go step-by-step with him in that process, and then carry that over into this year where you could have been the starter? I, you know, yeah. if you would have done that – then there probably would have been no reason to get Dylan Gabriel if you're Oregon because you could have easily just went with this if you're Dante Moore. That, that's the only thing that, like, what's the biggest difference? And I think it ultimately it's going to come back down to money is you should have done this in the first place yeah. and you would be the starter now. Uh, it's cool that, that you're going to do that now and you're going to sit your, I guess, I guess it would be ego, pride, uh, your, your character, your I guess just your your willingness as a competitor to sit that aside and realize this is the, what's going to be best for you in the future. Yeah, uh, it's it's bold move, not a bold move, but it, it's the right move for him. I just kind of think this is a situation where it should have happened last year, and it's good to see it come in full circle. But this is a situation that could have been avoided. Well, yeah, and it's never too late. Like, here's the thing: it's never too late to make the right decision. No, not at all. Y- you know. I mean, sometimes, I guess. Like, if the meteor is coming to Earth and you got to hit the button and then you wait too long, then it's probably too late. That's on you. That's on you. But, yeah, it's never too late to make the right decision. You know, um, but but Dante Moore, now, look, this is probably going to put, I would think, Austin Novosad into the portal because – It's got to. 
I mean, that, that, that was the whole, like, they've, they've undone what happened last year. And if he, I, like, you mentioned this on our group text when we I, talked about Dante Moore. Yeah. Uh, Sean Bell is now at Houston, yeah. and that was the relationship. That was the guy he, he talked to when he was at Baylor. That was the, you know, he had Sean recruited him very hard. Mm -hmm. And very, like, had it, like, the relationship built. So, um there's nobody really standing in his way at Houston either, you know, uh, necessarily. I'm sure they'll get a veteran quarterback. I mean, they got. I guess they've got uh, Donovan Smith, but, like, there's nobody. No, I mean, that, that's a position where he could walk in, essentially, and I, I think he could compete, you know, like, like say he came in, say he hits the portal now, and um, by the time the next season rolls around, he's, he was on campus in Houston. I think he could compete for the starting job. I don't necessarily know that he could win it, but he could definitely make a push for it. But that would be his position going forward. Um, and, and you already talked about the proper relationship that he built there with Sean Bell. Uh, you look at Willie Fritz, what he's been able to do at developing quarterbacks, you know, the latest with Michael Pratt. That would be an ideal situation. You're coming, you would be coming back to Texas. Uh, the, the travel for your family from Dripping Springs to Houston wouldn't be so much – or you know, yeah. more difficult than what it would be to Baylor. It's obviously a lot better than what it is currently. No. I think that would be an interesting situation. But, yeah, I mean, the, everything's going to have to fall. The dominoes will have to align. But I think that's almost inevitable at this point that that's going to happen. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah, I think, like, he's – again, now he's blocked even right. more. You know, so his thought, you know, as most quarterbacks think, is, okay, I'm going to go – to Oregon, I'm going to sit for a year behind Bo Nix, and then me and Ty Thompson will compete for the job Correct. in the spring the next year. Well, Ty Thompson's already in the portal because they, you know, look, they're a good team. Like, they're already losing, you know, Bucky Irving and Troy Franklin and some guys in that offense, but they're still a really good team. They're, and they're super loaded, though. They're, they're going to be loaded. So, you know, Dan Lanning's not wasting any time. He's They're going to a new conference of Big Ten next year. They've got a tough schedule, so – he wants Dylan Gabriel there, and now he's got his quarterback of the future who will play in 2025 and Dante Moore, who should be ready to go in that Will Stein system. But if you're Austin Novosad, you are now the third quarterback. Yeah, you and know, you, like, yeah, and I think you're – obviously they're going to recruit somebody else, right? They're going to get somebody else to come in. Uh, yeah. You and Dante Moore, essentially, y'all are in the same class. So barring some injury or some catastrophic event, there's no way that he's going to – Novosad would jump Dante Moore in that situation. So if you want to see the playing field, you're going to have to move on. Yeah, and so – but it is it's like, okay, so Malachi Nelson and, and Lincoln Riley talked about this yesterday, mm -hmm. um, you know, at his, his press conference that – you know, he said it was disappointing that, you know, some guys, you know, that they'll stay and, you know, fight through the, you know, and, and learn. But uh, that's not clearly what's going on there. And they're trying to get, uh, you know, Will Howard possibly in there or, or I mean, I, I think it's probably going to be Will Howard because who else is it going to be at this point um, yeah. that that fits that profile? So, um, you know, like they they're in they're in a spot now where they they've got to, you know, they've got to get somebody and. Or they've decided they're going to get somebody, and it's not going to be Malachi Nelson or Miller Moss starting next year. So no. Malachi Nelson is out, and he is someone though who hasn't played at all. So you know, we'll see. Like where I mean, he, he's going to have his opportunity to go pretty much anywhere he wants to go. But now some of those places that he like, okay, he was committed to Oklahoma, right? Well, he's not just going to go back to Oklahoma now, right? Because Jackson Arnold's there, and he's their starter. In fact, Dylan Gabriel's gone because it was you know, clear that it was time for Jackson Arnold there at, at OU. If I'm him, I would find a situation where – I'd find a Dante a Moore situation. Yeah, but. There's, there's somebody starting in front of me this year. I'm going to sit back, I'm going to learn, and I'm going to take the program over next year. Uh, because I think it's, it's so difficult now – and the transfer, really, since the COVID, the extra COVID year and guys being older, it's so hard if you're young to come in and actually properly develop and compete. It's almost impossible uh, that you're able to do that now as a quarterback. So you're, you've, I think you've got to adjust and temper your expectations. And when you're a guy like Malachi Nelson or Dante Moore, you've been gassed up your entire life. You've been told you're the best. You are the best. Nine times out of ten, you've been the best guy on the field. Now that's not the case. you just got to kind of step back, be patient, and, and you've – the, the situation from a different light that you not really had to been have dealt to you before in your life. And mm -hmm. I think a lot of people in ego, it, that's hard, right? Like you're going to have to, you got to have <clears throat> the right mindset and the right people around you. And if I'm Malachi Nelson, I'm, I just got to be patient. I got to understand the situation and 
find the right people, the, somebody in front of me, and then know that I just need to be patient, sit this year out, and take over. But if I'm him, I'm not, I'm not realistically expecting to go somewhere and be that guy next year. Like, there's no way. No. I mean, the like, team's trash. No, yeah. And, like, yeah, that's not, that's not really what you want, no. right? You want, you want guys around you. You want to compete and win championships. Yeah, you want and, – and so, yeah, it's, it's maybe – look, he, he got an NIL payday, I'm sure. Yeah. And, look, here's the thing. Sometimes you got to look, all right, um, I'm getting this – I got this NIL money here. Um, but the budget is also going to clear up a little bit because the dude they're paying the most money to is leaving. Yep. Caleb Williams is leaving. He's going to be the first pick in the draft. So now – if you go out there and prove it, your collective has a little bit more money to work with. Now, look, they're going out and giving it to other people. Mm-hmm. But if you stay there, you know that, like, okay, if I get this job, then I've got Caleb's money. Yeah. Right? And so that's where, that's where some of this of, like, okay, I'm going to jump in. I'm not going to compete for this job doesn't make sense to me because you have an opportunity to go and get it at the place you are and you don't have to move. So I think another weird thing about that move is – if if you're a quarterback, right? Like, do you want to go somewhere where there's a quarterback or a guy who's going to get you prepared to go to the next level? And why wouldn't you want to stay and work with Lincoln Riley and Cliff Kingsbury? Like, there's a disconnect there that I'm having a hard time comprehending. And <clears throat> I, I just feel like if you're going to move on and you want to be properly developed, where are you going to go that's a better situation than USC and what you had? Like, there's there's very few opportunities out there to do that. Um, so I'm kind of confused on that aspect and the developmental process and getting ready for the league uh, if I'm Malachi Nelson with this decision. But at the end of the day, man, it, it's, his, it's his choice. Yeah. Wish him the best of the luck. Uh, but it's just a weird situation because you don't see quarterbacks running away from quarterback gurus very often. No. And let me use uh, – at the end of the show yesterday, I made my impassioned plea to Cam Ward. Yes, I mean, you do the middle of the show today. Hi, Cam. Paul Catalina here. Uh, fellow FSU legend if you choose to be that. Um, maybe not as high up on the legendary board as people like Charlie Ward or Chris Winkie or Peter Warwick or Warwick Dunn or Marvin Jones or, you know, Jordan Travis, but FSU legend nonetheless. Ask the people I went to college with. I'm here to ask you, please, please come to Tallahassee. It'll be the best decision you've ever made. Everything's wonderful there. It's the water tastes cleaner. The air, <laughs> the air smells fresher. The fans are just a little bit nicer than they are everywhere else. That last part I might be lying about. But still, I think if you do well, you'll find that they're very nice to you. Um, the quarterback history is, is rich and great. They're 13-0 right now. Now, you could decide to go to Miami, a team that, you know, desperately needs any kind of good news. Or you could go to a place that only gets bad news when it's thrown at them by a Corrupt oversight board of college football playoff people. <laughs> so, Cam, once again, I ask you, make the decision that's right for you. But I think the decision that's right for you is Tallahassee, Florida. I'm Paul Catalina, and I approve this message. We'll be right back to talk more transfer portal quarterbacks, including KG Jefferson and Will Howard, and where they stand right now. This is the Triple Option on 365 Sports. If your business is like most, you need things done quickly. But if you're still tying your critical applications together on multiple shared public networks, you've probably been feeling the slowdown. And that's no good for business. A private UPN fiber network can get you and your business moving at the speed of light. Whatever you need, we can build it. Internet, metro ethernet, waves, dark fiber. We deliver custom private networks and are focused on business customers only. Our next generation 100% fiber optic infrastructure offers you low latency and ultra scalable bandwidth with speeds up to 100 gigabit to run your critical applications. Your connection won't be limiting your performance anymore. It's diverse and scalable, so it can grow and change as your business grows and changes. And with a secure carrier grade private network, you'll have all the reliability you need. Contact UPN today to learn more. Fast just got faster. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Welcome to the Triple Option. Here's your host, Paul Catalina. 
Thank you. Welcome into the Triple Option. I'm Paul Catalina alongside Garrett Ross. And uh, we've been talking, look, it's Transfer Portal Week. Mm -hmm. you know, there's some bowl preparation going on. Um, we got to see the end of that Western Kentucky game yesterday. That was wild. wild. That was great. Um, I will again say, and I said this during the, the, the main show yesterday, um, I think there is no better mascot than the Western Kentucky Hilltopper. Because you cannot duplicate it. No. Uh, I do think the Stanford Cardinal, the tree, uh, but they're the Cardinal, not the Cardinal. Right. So, like, some people may be confused on that. But the tree is good. The tree is great. Love the Stanford tree. But there is no more unique mascot than the Hilltopper. He's, he's, I, would, I would counter with the Billikens of St. Louis. Okay, Billiken but is good. Because there's not any other Billikens. No, but that's about the only one off the top I can think of. And, and I told you yesterday, when I see him, he reminds me of a red grimace. It's hilarious. Yeah, he does. Because I don't know what the hell. I guess he's supposed to be like a red hill or something. I don't know. I don't know like, whatever he is, <laughs> it's, it's, he's just big red. That's yeah. all that he is. He just is. So, uh, congratulations to Western Kentucky. Uh, sorry to Old Dominion, not, not ragging on you, but again. You had your like, opportunity. You had your opportunity. And you lost to the, the most unique mascot in maybe all sports. It's just how it happens. And, uh, yeah, he's, he is absolutely the best. And never not hilarious. I'm going to tell you, he's never not hilarious. So good on you, Western Kentucky, uh, from one comedian to another. Thank you, Big Red, for existing. Uh, <laughs> but, I, um, uh, but anyway, the transfer portal. K.J. Jefferson officially in yesterday. Yep. I'm curious as to what took so long for him. They got Taylor Green from Boise State. He's going to be their starter next year. That like there's, there's really probably no even question about that mm -hmm. right now. But maybe he was looking at his NFL options. I'm not sure. But this is a guy who has put up big numbers, and he's won games for Arkansas. Now, um, this year was not great for the, for the Razorbacks. Right. But um, TCU, who's got Kendall Bryles, is certainly in the water for him. Uh, Miami, who's in the water for everybody. Uh, and I'm, we're going to talk about them in the last segment. And that sometimes you can maybe be a little too thirsty. Yeah. Uh, but, and then what I think would be really interesting and I would love to see is UCF. Because, that could be fun. and I will preface this by saying, he in no way is Cam Newton. No. But if you are looking for a comp to what he does and what his skill set is, he's a big quarterback who runs and has a huge arm. That is Cam Newton. So, KJ Jefferson got a big arm. He runs. He's super athletic. He, he, he can do a lot of things. He's just not very polished. And I think in Gus Malzahn's system, and the reason I bring up Cam Newton is who was coaching Cam Newton when he won the Heisman Trophy? That would be one, Gus Malzahn. Yes. I believe he's the offensive coordinator. Yes, at that he time. was. He was the offensive coordinator. So, uh, Gus has a system that for a quarterback like KJ Jefferson could be really good. And, um, you know, jumping out of the SEC, especially given what's about to happen, yes. is for a guy like KJ Jefferson, a, you know, a, a super senior, probably a really good idea to show what you can do and, and, and get somewhere that TCU, like all three of those to me are choices that are further on the up than, mm. than Arkansas is. So, and not to mention whoever else might get interested in him. Right. But um, TCU, you know the offense already. You know Kendall Bryles. Um, yes, they're coming off a down year. But um, I, I just I, – I trust Sonny Dykes too much to, like, just let him – like, let it linger that it's not going to be better right. next year. But um, they also might have just kind of hit the perfect storm together. But Miami – like, in spite of everything that people will say, Miami is on the up. They are, they are on the up. They just need the quarterback to go right to get there. And they need a one-year stopgap so they can find and develop somebody, which they have, a, like, a big old dude coming in from Warner Robins, Georgia, who's apparently a pretty good player, uh, but they've got to develop him, mm -hmm. you know? And so, but to me, UCF, to, to, to make the most, like, eye-popping impact, I'd want to go play for the offensive coach who 
has the most skins on the wall. Right. And of those three, it is Gus Malzahn. I would agree. Um, when when news came out that KJ was even looking at the portal, my initial thought was TCU and relinking up with Kendall Browse. I, th- I thought that would have been a good move. Um, then if the only problem with that is if you do that, what kind of messages I send to Josh Hoover? Uh, he looked really good. Like he got a, the, the reins of the program last year. Chandler Morris obviously hits the portal, so that opens up a roster spot there. But you're also bringing in Haas Haney um, uh, and Marcus Davila as well. I just – I think that that would be good. He knows that system, but you bring up some really good points with UCF. If you go down there, uh, you're the stopgap. You should have Timmy McLean as your backup quarterback again. Uh, you have similarities in their skill set, so if something happens and one has to come out, you wouldn't have that much difference in your offensive philosophy um, as the game progresses. I think that would be fun. Um, I, I think he would do a lot of unique things in that offense. I would love to see him in the Big 12. Mm-hmm. Um, it, yeah, I think him – you brought up Cam. That uh, I think that's a great comparison. Um, I think Leftwich, Byron Leftwich, would be another one that kind of the similar style thing there. Uh, KJ Jefferson could bring a lot to a, ta- uh, to a team. Um, I don't know what took so long. This feels like this is one of those things where he was looking at, like, how many of my guys are going to come back next year. Yeah. When Rocket Sanders hit the portal and went to South Carolina, I think that was kind of the, the writing on the wall there. And if you're Sam Pittman and you're Bobby Petrino, like – you have no room for error, more so Sam Pittman than Petrino, but you have no room for error there. Yeah. And it's like, do you want to just have a clean slate? We're going to start fresh. Um, I think that's kind of their mindset up there. Uh, but, no, I, I think those were some viable options. If, if I'm looking at those three programs, though, I think I would put UCF one, TCU, and then Miami last. He could do some good things at Miami. I just don't think that he's the right fit for them necessarily. Yeah, I mean, like, look, Miami – is in on everybody, um, and they need to be. Yeah. So I don't think he'd be bad there. I think Shannon Dawson's offense fits a guy like him. But um, at the end of it, like to me, it's TC. Like I'm TC or UCF if right. I'm if I'm him. Um, just based on on what I know, I can do in either one of those systems. I I, I do think UCF though would be very. It would be very interesting. Oh, yeah. To see him and Gus Malzahn together because I've we've seen KJ Jefferson look. Going back to that A and M game that they that he very famously lost. Yes, they were dominating that game, and then he got a little bit too confident in himself, and he was making a play that very few people can make. And A and M made an even better play and like ripped the ball out of his hands in the air and returned it for a touchdown. It was a very weird play. It's uh, but in that game, like I, I still think about like this dude is just in control. And if somebody can tap that, I think it might be Gus Malzahn. I, like, he, he seems to be uh, that kind of a quarterback coach. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think that would be a fantastic fit for him. Now to Will Howard. It seems like he's trending towards USC. Now, he's a bit of a dual-threat quarterback. Right. Um, Cam, uh, uh, you know, he's not, he is not, though, the guys that they've had. Not at all. That's the weird thing. When he when that name got brought up, I was like thinking of the quarterbacks that Lincoln Riley has had, and Will Howard does not fit that mold at all. No, I mean he like, um, yeah, because he's not like a a like Baker Avery Johnson would, but yeah. not Will Howard. Yeah, it is. So yeah, it's a little bit different. Um, yeah, I, I don't. Uh, I don't know. Like, you know, I think he'll be great. He's not Caleb Williams. He's not. No. Um, he he's not Jalen Hurts. He's not um, Kyler, you know. But he can move. He's a good mobile quarterback. Uh, he's been a really good passer, and he will be a better passer with Lincoln Riley. I think um, he's had great coaching on Colin Klein, so this is only going to make him probably a little bit better. But it is a bit of a weird fit. Uh, although, you know. USC might need to get a, like a touch more normal, right? As opposed to as opposed to what they were doing to Caleb Williams, which was, hey, we need you to go be Superman. Yeah, like I know that like you may not have it today, but you've got to have it today and be Superman. And he pretty much was all the time. But even Superman, like you cannot. If you're like, hey, we need you to score fifty. Fifty? Are you serious? Like. That, no, I don't want to put – yeah, I'm not going to take anything away from Caleb Williams this year yeah. and, or the, put the blame on him for how that season turned out because he did literally everything he could. Um, the defense was abysmal, and he had nobody really to help him out at all. Um, so I don't want to put any of that on him. It's just like I, I don't know what you're – like Will Howard, 
it's just totally different from that. And I don't see – if you were having to put up 50 with Caleb Williams and not able to win, and I know you got a new defensive coordinator coming in and everything, but you've lost a lot of receivers. You've lost some running backs. Like, I don't know that he's necessarily the answer to go in there and fix that this year. And I don't know what the future or the mindset is for Lincoln Riley and how long he even wants to be out there. So this whole – situation to me is just weird and I don't see it meshing up well I, I could be totally wrong and if I am I'll own that this just is one that I don't see working out yeah I mean like I I have faith in Lincoln Riley to develop quarterbacks but I do think here's the other thing that it's going to make me wonder look the Chargers are open the Raiders are open yeah the Patriots are about to be open maybe the Panthers are going to be open. The Panthers are open. You know, so, although I, I like, if I'm. I'm avoiding them like the plague. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. not I'm not going there. Like, there's not. Their Unless owners I didn't want to deal with recruiting and NIL, I would say just but, risk it and get my money. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just, yeah. But, and he's making a ton of money at, at USC. I don't think this year is the year, but it is certainly out there that he he could just say, you know what? Forget it. Like Yeah, but how hot, like, to me. How many more years is he going to get out there before he finds himself in a situation like Aranda here or Pittman or Jimbo was last year? Like, I feel like the patience has got to be wearing thin, even though USC and the, the drive around that program isn't what it once was because they haven't had success in, like, over a decade. Mm -hmm. But, like, I just – I wonder how much longer he's going to be given there, especially with the – you had a new AD come in this year. You weren't her hire, like – that's what I'm wondering, too, is, like, the balancing act of him, his interest in the NFL, and the timeline at USC just running thin with the mediocrity that he's putting out there. Yeah. I, uh, I yeah, I don't know. Like, you know, it's his third year going in. They were, what, 10 and 3? The year before, I believe they were 10 and 3. Or 10, 10 and 2, because they, the, 10 and 3. Ten and three, because they they law yeah. So, yeah. So they well no they were ten and ten and three or ten and four whatever they were yeah. Like so they had ten wins which is great, but they lost to Utah twice. They lost to Tulane. Tulane put up a ton of points on them. You know um, I'll have to go back and look. But so you had losses where uh, a team in Utah also like yes Cam Rising was great that year, but like you couldn't stop them. Like they they out physicaled you. They outclassed you in every single way and. Um, you are, you know, like you had that. And then this year you come in and you like immediately you can see the defense is no better and all that. So, yeah, eventually if they don't do well this year, I do think that that like that whole nobody's going to push Lincoln Riley out. No. But the whole, like, hey, you need to like. He rubs you, people you, the wrong way. Too. You need to justify yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. He did like some of So, yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe here's the thing. Why Will Howard might work out is it's. It's maybe a simplification of, of things. Like, let's let Will Howard be in here, come in. He's good. We've got playmakers around him. And they do, like, they've lost, you know, wide receivers to the transfer portal and all that, and they'll probably get some. But they've got some really good young ones, and they've got guys who, like, they're going to have skill players. Mm. They're going to have offensive linemen. Like, that's the thing about being in Southern California is you can pretty much be like, hey, would you like to play offensive line here? And then, like, the first 10 in the door, get it. You know, mm. like, come on in. You'll be fine. But they got to get better – I don't think the talent on the defense is the problem because, to well, me, it can't, it can't be that bad, uh, especially when you're getting guys that everybody wants. Um, so we'll see uh, Danton Lynn and his, his scheme uh, and Matt Entz and those guys kind of bringing a new attitude to that side of the ball. But, but yeah, I do think that it, it will be interesting to see how he approaches this year and that Will Howard is a very good quarterback. Like, there's no mm -hmm. denying he's a very good quarterback. But he is not necessarily the guy that he's had before where, look, when he had even Jalen Hurts, Kyler, like, hey, go do magic. Mm. Like, Will Howard is not, like, the magic man. No. But he's just really good. So maybe that will force them to play a bit of a different style where they're not, like, it's 50 or bust, guys. Like, that, that might help them a little bit. Because sometimes having a quarterback that – can't do every single thing you ask him and, like, make some stuff right. up. Like, Caleb Williams will make him a better coach because he'll have to go, okay, what do we have to do here to, to make this offense better? Because – and, I look, I'll say this about Cliff Kingsbury, who's also on that staff right now. I think Cliff Kingsbury 
became a better coach probably later after he had Patrick Mahomes because sometimes you can have somebody who's so good, you don't really have to coach that much. Right, yeah. Right? You don't have to – or you can you can rely on like, hey, if everything else breaks down, I've still got, I've still got this guy. And so Caleb Williams is the closest comp to Patrick Mahomes you can possibly see. In fact, they're like – and it's not surprising in that like – you know, after Michael Jordan, you saw a lot of guys trying to play like Jordan played. Right, you know, right, yeah. now that Mahomes is there, you see Everybody a quarterback like Caleb Williams that, yeah. who's trying to play like Mahomes plays and, and pretty much can, yes. uh, which is really wild because nobody was like, well, I mean, Kobe was. So, like, then you Kobe's had Kobe. the closest, yeah. Yeah, Kobe was. You know, LeBron was. Like, you had those guys. Like, Kobe and LeBron aren't probably the same player if they grow up in an era where Michael Jordan doesn't exist, right? Not at all. The, like, they're still great basketball players, but the way that they Their play style, and correct. the way that the game changed – Patrick Mahomes might be that for quarterbacks now and that like if you're a guy who can, you know, athletically do a lot of weird crazy stuff, then you are like now watching a guy who's who can do those things. So like Caleb Williams can do that. You know, he might be the Kobe to the Patrick Mahomes MJ, right. you know, the LeBron or whatever you want to say. So so yeah, there were like there was between there there was like a bunch of guys who were kind of like, you know, Diet Coke versions of right. Michael Jordan, and then you got Kobe, and you're like, oh, well, this guy's, <laughs> you, this guy's for real. As far as like the the interest in Will Howard at USC, do you think, and or is this just an over exaggeration? The move of them going into the Big Ten, the more um, I know, there's the air raids making its way over there, and, and by the bulk, but you're still going to run into a lot of teams that are wanting to run the rock, control the game. You got to think about the elements you're going to go into. Do you think Will Howard's ex- experience at Kansas State playing that style of ball and in those conditions is something that probably lended interest in him going to USC as they make that transition this next year? Yeah, um, I do. Like they've look, they're going to have to because you're going to have to win in places you've never played right. before in certain times of year. Like other than getting Notre Dame in November where it's cold, like. How often do they play in the not, cold? Sometimes Oregon yeah. in the cold, Washington in the cold, but you know they're never they've never done that. Like now they're gonna have like I'll I'll just tell you right now. So I was trying to think of their schedule. Um, yeah, I'll t- I'll tell you what it is. So because you know and that, that's one of those things we talk about people being able to throw in the cold and everything. I just sometimes I think that's valid. Sometimes I think that's overblown. I just try to think of different angles of why Will Howard would be a fit. And you bring up a good point. I think that's it's a good option for Lincoln Riley to show like, hey, I can actually coach football and do it without a freaking star, a freak of nature next to me. Yeah, I think that's kind of a good situation for him as well wow. as he looks to make that jump to the eventual leap to the yeah. NFL. Um, so. We say that, and they lucked out. The coldest place that they'll be, like, theoretically would be Washington on November 2nd. Oh, so it's the same. So, yeah. Um, they get Ohio State and them at home, They go to – they don't play Ohio State. Okay. So, they uh, they have Notre Dame at home, which is the last game of the season. They have Penn State at home. They go to Minneapolis, but on October 5th. Yeah, that's fine. They go to Michigan, but on September 21st. Yeah. So, you're talking about, like, fall there. Like, you know – not to say there won't be some kind of freak thing happen, but you're still not in it's those tolerable. places. You know, like you're not you're not in Minnesota on November 9th, yeah, which could be a tragically cold. You know, so they get Nebraska at home. You know, so they they have they've as far as their their schedule goes, like they're they're pretty much first year that they've they've landed really well, right? At, at how many times they actually have to leave Los Angeles, and their furthest road trip would is Maryland. Um, they do have to go to Maryland, um, but they only have one of those. So, um, you know, the rest is, you know, pretty standard, right. you know, what, what pretty much everybody does now. So I, um, I don't know. I, I think, uh, you know, like him getting a quarterback, like I said before, that is not Superman, but still really good. Mm-hmm. And I'm not dogging Will Howard. Like, like if Will Howard changed his mind and said, like, Cam Ward goes somewhere else, and DJ, you go somewhere else, and Will Howard goes, I'm going to go play for Mike Novella. Be like, hot diggity damn, let's go. Yeah. You know, guy's a winner. Guy knows how to win. He's gutsy. Like, he's put up with a lot. And it's, like, he's been up and he's, but he's been through about everything a quarterback can go through. Uh, we had John Kurt said that. Like, everything a quarterback can go through, Will Howard's gone through it and, and come out the other side really, really well. So, um, that's fine. I think that it's a, it's a great fit to me for Will Howard, and maybe, like, we'll make Lincoln Riley – as a head coach, too, go, all right, 
I already know we have to be better on defense, but I also know now that, like, you know, there's not going to be these, like, weird third and nine plays where, you know, my quarterback's dead to rights. And yeah, he, some hootie. He, he jumps yeah. over somebody and throws the ball, like, a hook shot over his head to a wide-open receiver who's, yeah. you know, who knows that this can happen, so they work back to the ball. <laughs> yeah, that, that stuff's not going to happen. When we come back, Miami, they want to transfer quarterback. They want one badly. But are they too thirsty? Sometimes you can be. Sometimes you can put yourself out there too much. Oh, yeah. You've got you've to gotta always leave them wanting more, Garrett. You have to. You don't want to overexpose yourself. If you're in on every transfer quarterback, does every transfer quarterback feel like they are wanted? No, it's like The Bachelor. Exactly. Exactly. We're going to talk about Miami playing The Bachelor with quarterbacks. When we come back, this is the Triple Option on 365 Sports. If your business is like most, you need things done quickly. But if you're still tying your critical applications together on multiple shared public networks, you've probably been feeling the slowdown. And that's no good for business. A private UPN fiber network can get you and your business moving at the speed of light. Whatever you need, we can build it. Internet, metro ethernet, waves, dark fiber. We deliver custom private networks and are focused on business customers only. Our next generation 100% fiber optic infrastructure offers you low latency and ultra scalable bandwidth with speeds up to 100 gigabit to run your critical applications. Your connection won't be limiting your performance anymore. It's diverse and scalable so it can grow and change as your business grows and changes. And with a secure carrier-grade private network, you'll have all the reliability you need. Contact UPN today to learn more. Fast just got faster. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Welcome to the Triple Option. Here's your host, Paul Catalina. So here's an interesting thing going on before we get to Miami, Gary. Okay. Uh, Casey Thompson, former Texas and Nebraska, and now I believe... FIU, right? Uh, FAU. FAU, yeah. Former Florida Atlantic quarterback. FAU. I don't know if they like it. Did, did they change there? Are they just initials? Are they Florida I think Atlantic? It's FAU. I don't know. So FAU quarterback... Um, Casey Thompson is apparently registered at Nebraska for this semester as a grad student, but doesn't know if he's going to play football or not. Okay. So there's all these rumors, but if he does go back there, he has, he has a seventh year of eligibility. That's ridiculous. I, and look, off, here, that's here's crap. what I'm going to tell you. Yeah, it is. But um, Riola is going to sign there tomorrow. Yes. Okay. Um, He'd really look corny if he didn't at this point after all, after all the hoopla, but he's going to sign there tomorrow. So they need a veteran quarterback who's not going to be all that threatening to Riola. <laughs> he might coach, you know, he might, you know, like get, be a GA or that's whatever. That's what I was thinking, like a GA. Like, and that probably, like, look, he's got that seventh year of eligibility and that's all well and good. But, dude, you've, you've gotten hurt a couple times. Yeah. Like, sometimes – just let you know. it go. Be a yeah. coach. Here, here's the thing. Your ACL will heal great, and you'll be fine as a 24-year-old. As a 44-year-old, mm -mm. you're going to be like, you know, that last year was probably not as it worth, wasn't it. worth it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like unless, you, unless you're standing at the end of the year like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then you get a pass. <laughs> then you, then it's probably worth it. But if you're if you're at the end of the year going like, man, I was really happy here at the ReliQuest Bowl, like <laughs> just thrilled to end my career this way, like you know, like probably not worth it for no, your seventh year. Um, sometimes you do have to listen to to your body and uh, yeah, and, and to the and to the football gods that are saying like, hey, uh, just just stop, just please. just stop. You know, I, I felt the same way about Charlie Brewer. Yeah, like, absolutely. Like, you were saying like, I immediately think of Charlie Brewer. Yeah, like it just you know, I know that right now you feel that you can, but there is going to be a point in your life, Garrett. You and I both played high school football. Correct. We both played high school sports. I had a meniscus tear in my left knee when I was fifteen. Um, it doesn't bother me anymore, but. There are a lot of things that bother me that I know that happened because of football that that was 25 years ago, and I'm not ever going to get right. over it. Yeah. You know, it's not nothing severe, 
But like, you know, you know it's there. My shoulder pops all the time, all the time. It has since then. It's never gonna not pop. It's fine, but that's what happened then. And I was not playing at any kind of high level. (laughs) All right, the guys who are hitting me are not the guys who are gonna hitting guys like Casey Thompson. So no, yeah. I, like, you've had a couple that ran you over that were. I did. I had a couple of good, like, but that was also where I told you that story yesterday. I had a couple of, like, big, like, Edrin, I played against Edrin James in high school. In a spring jamboree, Florida does a spring jamboree where you play a half against the team. And so we played Immokalee. They were a rival of ours. And that's where he went to school. And our coaches had this idea of we're just going to run people in and out because yeah. we need, like, we want as much on film as we can see. And, like, okay, who are the young kids that are good? Who's who's gotten bigger, who can be in varsity as a sophomore, those kind of things. So they call my group in, and I look, and there's Edrin standing over there. And I'm like, what's he doing in here this right now? This is the wrong group. This is, not, this is not right. <laughs> this is not right. And he ran straight through me. Now, I do, like, there is a tackle in the book that was for me that I think he maybe tripped on me. But, you know. Take it. You take it, man. I'll take it. Like, it was not, like, I didn't, like, you know, square up on him and, like, head to the chest. But, you know, I did have you a got ta- the way. I did have a tackle in the stat sheet, and he, he was in when that happened. So, and they pretty much just like they had you know three plays was Edrin left, Edrin right, Edrin <laughs> middle. middle. Yeah. You know, <laughs> a fourth play, play action to the other guy when yeah. you put a, a, put ten guys in the box. Just the deep play. Uh, but yeah, so uh, but he hit me so hard that was the moment I knew at 15 years old. I knew. I knew it. Like, I knew my name, getting him off the ground. Three years from now is when it's over for me. It's not I'll talk about it. I'm going to have fun. I'm going to have fun for these three years. But I don't think there's going to be a coach that's coming in here going, hey, Paul, uh, we Need really you. would like to have you at so-and-so university. We like, got this NIL. No, this. no we got, yeah, listen, don't go there. You, we got to come here. We're going to be like, yeah. If I was going to talk to Bobby Bowden and Steve Spurrier, I was going to have to get in line with a ticket. <laughs> You know, like, <laughs> that's, that's what was going to have to happen. Um, so, um, anyway, um, but, but to our topic in this uh, yes. segment, Miami really needs a transfer quarterback. They do. Everyone knows they need a transfer quarterback. The quarterbacks knows they need a transfer quarterback, which puts them in a very uh, poor negotiating position. Yes. Because they, you know, they're kind of over a barrel. And, you know, there's other teams that, like, I'll tell you, like, and look, they've been way more successful for a lot longer than Miami, but Ohio State needs one, too, and theoretically they do, or they're just, wait, like, I don't know what they're doing, that- but it's, but they're not, like, every, like, you know, Will Howard hasn't gone there, Dante Moore didn't go there, right? Like, no, like, they're not taking visits, from, Cam Ward's not going there, at least right now, you know, like, it was almost like they had, like they figured, I feel like those three programs, USC, Ohio State, Miami, were probably thinking that once the portal opened, and more so USC and Ohio State to Miami, they could have their pick of the litter. And for whatever reason, that just hasn't been the case. I don't know why. Um, it's intriguing. I would love to know once, all, once this cycle you know, fills out and everybody has a home, but I would love to know the backstory of what took those three programs in particular so long to find a guy. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I think so. Like it's, it's weird. Yeah, it's, it is weird. But Miami, because of this – now, look, they're going to get somebody. I'm not saying they're not going to get somebody. But there's a good chance that they miss out on their top three choices just because they've been so desperate to get one right. that, you know, everyone's like, well, you know, I want it to be me. I wanted you to be like – You want to be unique. You yeah, want to feel like the program needs you or wants you. Yeah. And that's not the case when you court so many people. Yeah, and right, you think they were the bachelor, like they're well, you accept this rose, yeah, will you, you accept this you, rose, you. will you accept this rose? And then, you know, the bachelor, their girls go back to the house and then they find out, like, oh, he told me he loved me too, huh? But th- that, uh-huh. on, the, on the flip side of that, though, the approach, I mean, it's look, I can't, because it's a business, I right? can't fault it because no. they've got to do it, but like they've got it, they're towing a line here of like, you've got to make sure that, that you know that, like, look, we're, we're in the market for a quarterback. Are you in or are you out? Like, we want it to be you. And then also not piss them off and make them think like, oh, well. How much of this, too, is like these programs, um, is it like the bidding wars? Is it you, you have expectations? Like Miami's known, like 
throughout history of having bags and yada yada yada. Is it is it a thing where well, you yeah, got I mean, these like, numbers so but, high? I, I, but yeah, that's the other thing about okay. So you're Cam Ward, you go in, they take you to the nicest restaurant in yeah. Miami. Rick Ross shows up, like all these things that happen. All right, that's great, but um if I can get this same money somewhere else, which he can, yes. how can you promise me that I'm going to be set up to, when my eligibility is over next year, be better in the NFL? And my, that's where Miami's stuck right now. Like, the, not developing? Yeah, I mean, because, like, yeah. like, again, it's an early, like, what can, okay, who can Mario Cristobal point to as a quarterback in the NFL right now that he and his staff have developed? Uh, none that I could think of, yeah. honestly. Yeah, so... Now, look, there are, like, Mike Norvell can't really do that either, except he's got Jordan Travis, and he can be like, look, like, here you go. Right. You know, like, he doesn't have any, like, it's not the NFL, but, like, he's got, look, Jordan Travis, you saw what he's done the last two years. Well, he was also at Memphis prior, you know, whereas Cristobal was working at Oregon. Oregon. That's different. Yeah. So, again, so who are the guys that you've put in the league or that you have developed that have been big stud quarterbacks who have won you big things? Right. You know, that's, that's where they, they are going to hit the wall when they come in against programs like that. Now, look, they're, they've got, like, the number seven or eight recruiting class right now. Yeah. Or, five, like, maybe a five or six. Like, like, if you look at that top ten, the big three in Florida are all in the top ten right now. So, they're all starting to recruit really well. And I think that's because of NIL is back and they can, uh, you know, they can do all that. But the only one who's seen any success recently is FSU. So, they're at the advantage right now of being like, okay, like, yes, it's great. We have money, too. They have money. Do you want to win here? So what, what does it say about the state? Uh, and I don't necessarily know if the state of the program or the position at Miami, where it's at right now to where they still don't have a quarterback. They have all the money. And freaking Syracuse just had – Syracuse just had Kyle McCord. Yeah. Like, where does that – you know? I don't know. And, like, maybe, maybe, they're, maybe they're fishing in a pond that – Maybe they need to like gradually realistic get there. pond. Yeah, I mean, like maybe they need to. Maybe they need to look. Baylor just got Daquan Finn, right? Yes. Maybe that's the guy. That's they need probably to what they should be. Maybe Either that's that, the guy you yeah. need to get. Is like win with a Daquan Finn first, and then you can go get a Cam Ward. And yeah, look, Cam Ward might like, around it. He might still wind up going there. Like, I mean, we don't know, but like they're like the fact that KJ Jefferson's name is in the portal and they're immediately associated with with him is and not by like just randos like the people who cover this yes like that means that legitimacy to it they are absolutely out there trying to get anybody that they can and you know look if kj jefferson winds up down there i I said before when we thought he was going to the portal i thought that was a good match for him because that may be this the the pool you need to swim in um or like that you're not going to get disappointed because you know usc like even though they're off a a down year they're still lincoln riley and like he's you know his his credentials as far as quarterback goes are nearly unrivaled. Yes, you know you know when you're talking about okay like Florida State or Michigan or something like that like they're winning right now so you can't really do that and you know it, it's and look Cam Ward might wind up going to Miami and I, I don't think that that's a bad idea for him to go to Miami they they've got they're better on the offensive line than they were they're uh, good on the like they've improved like they are a quarterback away from making waves but. You know how can you, but, how can you do that? But if know? I'm Cam Ward at this point, I want to win a championship. Yeah, like, and Miami's not set if, up so, to win a championship yeah. next year. So yes, if I'm Cam Ward, and the money's going to be about the same, which it will, right? Because that like Miami, like in spite of the fact that you can think that like they're going to pay twice as much as anybody else will, they're not stupid. Right. Like they're going to pay, they might pay a little bit more, Yeah, you know, and like, okay, we'll give you this much more to get us over the top if it's just about money. But if it's not just about money, you're going to like, Cam Ward's going to make a million dollars wherever he goes. Easily. He's going to make a million dollars. So would you rather make a million dollars and win at a place like FSU or maybe Ohio State or somewhere like that or at Miami and maybe win? Maybe you're the, like, maybe you're the X factor, maybe you're not, but at those two places, you're probably going to win. I mean, if that if it was coming down to that, like I would I would take Miami over Ohio State because of the weather, but that's about it. Like, yeah. I, but no, I mean, I would if I had those options and I was Cam Ward, my I would be going to Ohio State or Florida State tomorrow. I just think yeah. they're set up better. Yeah. 
Absolutely. All right, that's going to do it for us today here on the Triple Option. One more show tomorrow. Stephen Simcox will be in uh, to send us off, and uh, we love Simmy. Uh, we can ask him about, about K.J. Jefferson and, yep. and what he thinks about, about that and, and all the transfer quarterbacks. This was pretty much a one-topic show uh, today on transfer quarterbacks, but it's an interesting topic because it is what is going on in college football right now and how the things are – like, th this is going to determine coach positions yep. for next year and all. It is, it is a new day. So, uh, tomorrow, Stephen Simcox, later on on the show today, we're going to talk Ole Miss with Neil McCready. I can't wait to talk about that. That's gonna be they fun. are going Focus. for it. At Ole Miss, absolutely going for it. Uh, so we'll have him on the show. Um, we've got an NIL attorney on the show. We have John McClain on the show. I'm leaving somebody out. But we have a really good show for you uh, in an hour on 365 Sports. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you tomorrow. If your business is like most, you need things done quickly. But if you're still tying your critical applications together on multiple shared public networks, you've probably been feeling the slowdown. And that's no good for business.